Welcome to Episode 7 of the Battle Academy Podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in-game or on social media as Anthissa or Anthissa21. And this week's episode is going to be a kind of transition episode. I have done my first six episodes, which are basically a beginner's guide, so to speak, of getting started in PvP. And if you've already been battling for a long time, you can kind of see that as like a refresher course. So... As I get into doing a PvP news format and updates and uh, meta breakdowns, so on and so forth, basically what I wanted to do was take this episode to kind of transition between the two formats of what I wanted to start with and where I want to head and kind of take a look at the state of PvP currently in Pokemon Go. I think this is kind of timely. Uh, I am recording this on uh, the 20th of August. And with everything that's been going on, I think this is kind of timely for the situation because we have had a lot of noise being made in the PvP realm. The noise that is being made and generated is important. And I just kind of want to take some time to break down the situation a little bit, especially for those of you who are new to the game, which is probably going to be a lot of people listening to this. Basically, Niantic has acknowledged there are certain issues with PvP, including server lag, and um, I wanted to address some of those things as well as take a look at the open letter that was done by content creators organized by Ghost Stadium. And uh, later in the episode, I'll do some of the segments that I want to get into a regularity of doing so that you know what to expect in coming episodes as this treks on further into the future. So let's take a peek at the letter. Now, this was written four days ago and updated two days ago. The update is to reflect that Ninetech was able to read the letter and they did respond. So we'll kind of talk about the response as well. So basically, the original letter is basically um, a group of community organizers and battlers and content creators that love Pokemon Go, specifically Friend Battles and Go Battle League and wanting to represent their views and their opinions. And I'm kind of included in this, but I was kind of light to say, hey, put my name on this as well. Uh, Despite the fact, you know, they never asked me because I'm kind of like, again, baby podcast, still growing here. But basically, a thank you to Niantic for the employees that are working on this game and trying to make strides throughout the whole process of the game. You've got to keep in mind and remember, there are more ways to play this game than just PvP. There's raiding, there's collecting, shiny hunting, grinding for XP. Me, I'm also a part of the AR community, so that's another aspect as well. They don't have, like, designated teams for each area of the game. It's a whole bunch of people working together to make this game the best that they can. You also have to remember that since COVID started, they're not working at their offices. They're working at home, and that's also a bit of a complication for making things get done quickly in the process of fixing the game. So the first part of the letter is acknowledging all of that. We know that there are some issues they're having to work through in the way of logistics and actually working on the game. And there's an acknowledgement that they are working on the game. There have been plenty of things that have happened that got messed up that have been fixed, which is great. And we appreciate that. And, you know, 
please keep in mind, the people that work for Niantic, they are humans. No matter how many times we've gotten the canned help center response of maybe your internet's not working, there are humans behind these games. Now, that's not to say that we can't go, hey, there's a problem, could you please check this out, and submit video evidence of the issue we're having. And it also doesn't say that we can't get upset over certain things and say, hey, I don't think this is fair. We just need to treat other people with respect because we're all humans and, you know, we all deserve respect. And I'm not going to say anything further on that matter because it'll go off on a political tangent and that's saved for something else entirely. So I'm not going to do that here. But basically the first part of the letter is trying to say we want to give constructive criticism. We want to help build and help be part of the solution. So that's really awesome approach to start this thing. And then it goes into the issues that we know about and have reported to Niantic. Starting off with the major desync and delay for charge moves that a lot of people have been having issues with. Niantic knows about it. Um, it gives the description, you know, Pokemon don't always resume combat simultaneously. I've had that issue a lot. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have as well. Um, and again, they give, this is high visible and is considered high priority. And they give examples in the letter with time periods where you can watch these videos and say, okay, here's the problem at this time point, And here's the problem at this time point. Basically a way of saying, here's video evidence of what the problem is. Niantic knows this is an issue. The next addressed issue is the charge move not firing when you tap it. I've also encountered this one as well. This is also marked as a known issue as well. Then, of course, there's examples of it. Um, for me, sometimes I've noticed that it takes a little while f before the charge move works. People are recording that it's not working at all, which is entirely different thing. I think mine might have been possible fast move hang up. I'm not entirely sure. But the fact that people are recording it not working at all is kind of interesting. Also is the button vanish issue. When you go to fire off a move or something, I believe it's after switching, that the buttons just disappear. And um, see, they say buttons disappear while players unable to form any actions opponents are still able to attack i have seen that one occur as well this is also listed as a known issue so we have three that are known and then i believe we had a handful that were not the unknown issues include uh wins not recorded in the journal but count as a match played basically it, it doesn't count as a win it's not listed as a win which is kind of Really upsetting if you think about it because you worked so hard, you got that win, and suddenly for some reason your game is not acknowledging that you got that win. It is not listed as known. The delay of fast moves on Android is a specific issue. Um, currently listed as not known. Or no, currently not listed as known. Okay, so that is an unknown issue. Uh, repeated throwing of a Pokeball during match. This one was interesting as basically some kind of weird visual glitch where you send your Pokemon out, but for some reason it keeps showing the animation of the ball thrown and the Pokemon popping out. It doesn't affect the gameplay, it just looks kind of funny. This is not a known issue, and it is kind of interesting. 
they have stated that they don't really think anything is wrong with it. It's just a weird glitch. Uh, it is kind of funny. You can go and check this whole letter out by going to stadiumgaming.gg. I just wanted to take a look at the issues that they've got listed. Inability to swap. You pull up your swap menu no matter how many times you, you tap on it. It just doesn't want to work. Uh, is a newly discovered previous a uh, week prior to them writing up this letter. So that one's kind of interesting. That one just kind of cropped up. Also listed as unknown. And then that pretty much covers it. Um, they finish up by saying, we understand those who participate are the minority of the player base, but this is going to be a functioning feature of the game. It kind of helps if it's functioning, especially if Niantic wants to kind of take it into the esport realm. That's a huge thing because they did have a match at Pokemon Worlds last year that was kind of like an invitational. Uh, King ended up winning it. I uh, Please correct me if I've said his name wrong. And it was just a huge thing. They had commentators, everything from the looks of it. Niantic and Pokemon want this to be an eSport. It's a possibility, but in order for that to be a possibility, the game needs to function properly 100%. Yeah, we're still going to have some lag issues, and I think some of that could be solved with the possibility of designated servers, but it may be a while before we see something like that happen. Now, the letter does finish up with a final section to kind of address the battler community and Basically, it's an invitation to be part of the solution. Recording games and submitting issues to Niantech Help Desk to let them know, hey, here's what this issue looks like. There is also a tag to remember. The people working on this game are humans. Things happen. People get stressed. There are errors that occur. So please keep that kind of thing in mind, which... I believe is highly important for all of us to keep in mind. Yes, it is a business. Yes, their customer base is important and they need to cater to that. But in the current state we're in, only so much can be done. And yelling at people over a computer screen is not going to be an effective way to help get those things done and taken care of. To go along with this blow up of information and the, the open letter that came out and everything, I decided a couple of days ago that I was going to post a poll on my Twitter account. And thank you so much to Ken from Lured Up Podcast for sharing that and to the others who shared that as well. And thank you so much to everybody that voted on it. I got a total of 93 votes, which was really interesting. Basically, it says, after the open letter to Niantic Labs, I'm curious, how do we approach battling moving forward? How do you think Sylph Arena should approach battling moving forward? I know several are holding off until PvP is fixed. Some are even boycotting. What about you? And I listed a few different options. Four options. One was other C comments in case anybody had a different approach. Nobody answered that one. I asked, are you going to stop until it's fixed? Play, but not much. Or do you intend to play? And the results were really, really interesting. I got... Um, I can give you the percentages. I can't say the number of voters because it won't show me that much. But 40%, the top answer was I intend to play. So people are going to play no matter what. 
So that's really interesting. There are people who said, I am going to play, but not much. That is 35%. And then 25% say stop until it's fixed. So while yes, the majority of people are going to keep playing, there are a good number of people that aren't going to play, period. I do know that somebody was setting up a boycott weekend. I don't know. I think it's going to be for like next weekend. I'm not entirely sure. But if that, if you want to take that approach, I'm all for it. Just don't be upset with the people who do choose to play. Um, it may actually be a good shot to kind of maybe boost your rankings a little bit. I don't know. Um, but I do understand where people are coming from. The game is broken. It needs to be fixed. And Niantech has answered back and said, yeah, we get it. We see where you're coming from and we want to work with you to help resolve this. Yes, they have said things to us in the past about here's what's going to happen and it not happened. That is something that tends to happen. They have a lot of things planned for us that they've run. Plus, you know, we're a month out from when GoFest was. So that was kind of crazy. I mean, we're getting a makeup for the makeup day for a certain region. I believe it's um, Central Asia Pacific area. We also received a makeup event for the Dragon Week, although it was kind of, I don't know, a little less than desirable due to the fact that there were no dragons as part of it. It was just a focus on the timed research. I don't know. I ended up not playing any of the makeover days, but that's just me. All of that said, I do kind of see where people come from saying that they're not really going to trust Niantic until they actually see the updates to PvP and the fixes for it. However, the fact that they are commenting and talking back to us and letting us know, hey, we see it, we hear you, that should mean something at least. They didn't even have to respond to it. So keep that in mind as well. All right, I think that's going heavy enough for this whole episode. So some of the things that I wanted to bring in kind of new for this show moving forward is I'll look at different resources for one segment and discussing different strategies as well as picking a single Pokemon each week to kind of do a deeper look at. I know a lot of YouTubers and stuff call it a deep dive on certain Pokemon, but I think it's worthwhile to look at some of the top Pokemon and see why they're the top. And it'll also give you an idea for something that you may want to save your dust up for, or something you may want to TM in the future. It's definitely worth considering, and I think this would be a great resource, especially for people just getting started, which, of course, is the aim of Battle Academy, to help people out if you're just getting started in PvP, or if you just need a refresher course. So I'm going to get into all of that here in just a little bit. Let me take a break, get some water, and I'll be right back. Alrighty, let's get going again. Some basic housekeeping stuff just to begin with. I have finally decided to set up a Linktree account. Basically, we'll have access to both of my podcasts that I run, the homepages for both of those, as well as my Instagram, my Twitter, and my Teespring shop as well. You can check it out by going to either my Twitter account or my Instagram account. It is linked in the bio as my website, whatever, and easily access 
any of my media that way. And yes, the Teespring shop is officially set up, finalized. Any merch that I end up creating, be it for Pegasus Podcasts and Gaming, Catan Public Radio, Pokemon Battle Academy, uh, excuse me, Battle Academy Podcast, which is separate from Pokemon Battle Academy. That's a whole different trading card thing. And I would like to make sure you all know about that. This is entirely separate things. <laughs> you can access the Teespring store at teespring.com slash shops slash Pegasus podcasts. I wanted to make the URL simple enough that you guys could find it without having to worry about it too much. So there you go. And again, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram and it'll be listed to the link tree there. And of course, my Twitter handle is anthissa 21 Instagram is anthissa.21. And you can always send me any questions, comments, concerns you may have, constructive criticism to my email account as well, anerdblog at gmail.com. All of it's lowercase, all one word, no breakups or anything there. And uh, I am still weighing the option of doing a Patreon slash Discord. So maybe if I get enough feedback from you guys, if you're interested in it, I will go ahead and set that up as well. Again, thank you so much for joining me through all of this crazy, wonderful, fun stuff. Um, I have had a lot of positive feedback lately. Um, someone, King of Shinies on Instagram, uh, made a reference to the fact that he's been listening to my podcast, has been helping him with his battle league. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I also got shout outs from Terry Wolf, which was really cool. And AJ uh, Squawk Dirty to me on Twitter, who is a well-known shoutcaster for Pokemon Go. Getting a shout out from him. That was really awesome. Uh, totally appreciate that from both of you guys. That means a lot to me. Um, thank you so much. All right, let's get back to it, shall we? <laughs> the new resources that I wanted to discuss are interesting, so to speak. One is a continuation from what I talked about last week, and the other is a brand new thing that I think everybody should take advantage of, and it is a quiz to test you on your knowledge of Pokemon Go type effectiveness. Like I said, type effectiveness is the number one tool in your PvP toolbox. You're definitely going to need it. You can find this quiz at pvpaoteroanet z.github.io. It's a little hard. I can't pronounce it clearly as I'd like to, but I will link this in the description of the podcast. So if you're interested in ever taking this quiz, it popped up on Twitter a while ago. And if you can't find it on Twitter, you can find it in the description of this podcast and link to it and test yourself on that. I just took the test myself. It is 18 questions long and I only got a 44% on it. So that tells you that I need to brush up and study a little bit more. I haven't been playing PvP for a um uh, I think at least since early August, early part of this month. So that tells you that I really need to work on my type effectiveness knowledge still. Um, and I'm saying this because I did shoutcast school with Jiggly Dad in uh March or May, March or April. And I was told then by AJ, who I don't know if he remembers that, that um, he and the other shoutcasters that were helping out with that episode, that I needed to work on my knowledge of PvP and of the type effectiveness, especially. So <laughs> apologies, I'm working on it. I promise I will get there. <laughs> 
<laughs> ah, but yes, definitely check this out. Again, the link will be in the description. It is worthwhile and it will open your eyes to what you do or don't know about type effectiveness, which is definitely something you need to consider if you hope to move forward in PvP, especially if all of the kinks ever get worked out and they do turn this into an esport. So you definitely want to check out this quiz. It also has options that you can try again and basically just test yourself over and over again. Study the chart learn it, and this will help you make sure you know that information. Now, you can't just learn the quiz by rote and then go through and breeze through it that way because the questions change every time. I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that they change up the answers every time as well so that you can't just get used to the answers for a particular question being in a certain spot. You actually have to learn the material. Definitely worth checking out when you get the chance. The next little resource that I want to bring up and chat about is Go Stadium has published the ultimate guide to team building and they do it using the new core mechanic that they've set up, which is really, really awesome. They have also released the Ultra League Premier Cores to go over as well. Definitely worth reading through all of that and using that information to help you build a team. The cores. Of course, they go back over what a core is and is a pair of Pokemon that synergize well together. This is their definition of it, of course, on their website, stadiumgaming.gg. And a trio core is composed of multiple, is composed of multiple Pokemon duos. I say things fast enough and my brain outthinks my mouth and it just jumbles as it comes out. So please forgive me. And basically same thing we've talked about before. You get the core in the center and the core busters around the edges. Pokemon that either you want to use and build up or Pokemon you may need to look out for. The cores for Ultra League, Ultra Premier League are Lapras, Venusaur, Charizard, Magneton, or my Magnezone, excuse me, Magnezone, Venusaur, and Gallade, Snorlax, Machamp, and Gengar. And of course, the Pokemon to counter it are around the outside. They've got a color coded chart of win, narrow win, even, narrow loss, loss. And then another one says best versus trio, but none of the core busters have that mark that I can see. So definitely worth checking out stadiumgaming.gg. And that is the meta cores for Ultra League Premier. And of course, the ultimate guide to team building, which uses their team, excuse me, uses their cores mechanic that they've built together or put together. Uh, Explains the different types of core, duo core, trio core, uh, duo core with a pivot or unbalanced, and basically how you use those to build your team. So it's a really interesting concept looking at the cores because even if you're doing Sylph uh, pick six show three versus uh, go battle leagues three out, this is a great way to pick and choose your Pokemon for a team so that you can get ready to go into battle. What Pokemon you want to save up for and build and what Pokemon you might just want to put by the wayside and not worry about. Definitely worth checking out both of these. Again, links to resources are going to be in the description of the podcast every single week. So 
even if you're checking this out on YouTube, you will be able to go into the description of the video and get access to these resources. My entire point in doing this is to make them available to everybody because you may not be aware of them. Sometimes they get posted on Twitter and sometimes they get buried in your mess of notifications. So if you don't have the access to it that way, you can always get access to it through the description of my podcast. All right. The final last little thing that I kind of wanted to talk about and do was a look at a Pokemon of the week. Basically, I look at the top setup Pokemon in pvpoke.com and pick out what I think would be a worthwhile Pokemon to look at for Go Battle League or Silphorina. Well, at this point, it would be Go Battle League. And the two I picked, I picked two for this week because you may not have access to the other one. I wanted to look at like the top five and it ended up pretty much being top 10 and pick from there. And the two that I've picked this time, because you may not have access to the shadow form, is Swampert and Shadow Swampert. The move set on these Pokemon, Mudshot, Hydro Cannon, Sludge Wave. Now, the Hydro Cannon can be an issue unless you have an Elite TM. You can save you some Mudkips for when the Community Day in December rolls around. We've pretty much gotten used to the fact that that's going to basically be the catch-all for evolving whatever Community Day Pokemon that you might have missed. So, it is safe to assume, I say assume because we could end up wrong one time, that you can build up Pokemon now get the candies or whatever and then build them up when we get to December and get them that community day move. However, if you're wanting to use it now, you might have to settle for a different move in place of the Hydro Cannon. The next best move is going to be Earthquake. And a lot of also in the thing it shows for Shadow Swampert, Mudshot, Hydro Cannon, Earthquake. Whereas regular Swampert, that's interesting. I did the research on this and for some reason it's different. Nope, it is Earthquake, not Sludge Wave. Why did I get that? I don't know. Maybe he changed it since the last time I looked at it. But Earthquake is going to be your next best move. After that, Muddy Water. So if you can't get the Hydro Cannon, Earthquake and Muddy Water are going to be your best bets for that. Things to know about Swampert, it is a water ground type it is going to be weak to grass, like ridiculously weak. So there's your type effectiveness knowledge right there. If you see a grass Pokemon, pull him quick. It is, however, resistant to steel, rock, poison, fire, and electric. So it does work really well against those types. And he's a sturdy boy too. I love the mud boys because of how sturdy they are. Uh, I do know I call Wishcash Squishy because he can take a hit pretty well, but the Squishy for me kind of translates as sturdy. Um, basically, the, the effect of punching a pillow, you're not really doing much damage at all. The ideal rank for Shadow Swampert, and Swampert is the IV level of 0 attack, 14 defense, and 13 stamina. This is translated to level 33 and a half. I don't know how that looks CP-wise because the CP can vary. That's that's not shown up there. But that is a really good look at it. The key wins are against Cresselia, Registeel, Charizard, Snorlax, and Clefable. Losses, basically, this is where you need to pull it out if you've got a switch. Altered Form Giratina, Polyrath, 
Articuno, Venusaur, and Togekiss. Really interesting considering that it has a grass weakness like it does, but there's only one grass listed. Um, and if you can get the, the Shadow Swampert. I know that in old Great League, excuse me, Great League, Shadow Victory Bell was causing chaos for everybody. I bet that's part of the rebalance that happened with the Shadow Pokemon recently. And that may be what gives Shadow Swampert the edge. The trick to this, though, for Shadow Swampert is you have got to TM frustration away. That cannot be done unless it is a rocket event that they announce you can. So that's really, really hard to deal with if you want a good shadow Pokemon built up. If that's what you're looking for is a good shadow Pokemon, keep your ear to the news feeds on Pokemon Go when they announce events and stuff. The next time a rocket event comes around and they announce that you can TM frustration away, that's when you're going to need to build those Pokemon. So don't just automatically go purify it because then it's going to be a little bit weaker than the shadow Pokemon. Unless, of course, you want it purified. But that choice is yours. And again, this is basically a mock-up of what I want to do going forward with this show. I hope you guys enjoy the things that I'm going to be bringing moving forward. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do it this week, but next week I will talk about a battle tactic each week, um, a different way you can move forward to try to get the edge on your opponent, uh, shield baiting, sacrifice switching, all those kind of things. Talk about what those terms mean and everything. That is definitely going to be a key component of the show moving forward so that I can help you guys learn the different tactics and techniques to develop your personal strategy in going into PvP. All right, that is the show, I believe. I had fun setting this up. I enjoyed talking about all of this. If this is the kind of thing you're into, let me know. Again, you can send me any questions, comments, concerns, anerdblog at gmail.com, or you can DM me through Twitter or Instagram. Uh, check out whatever through my link tree. And again, thank you guys so much for joining me through this episode and the last few episodes. And I hope you enjoy when whatever happens as we move forward. All right. <laughs> I tend to ramble a little bit as I get closer to the end. Please forgive me. All right. I'll see you guys next week and I hope you have a great one.